is God at work in a non-Christian society? Esther, chapter 2, verses 1 to 18. There are some phrases that get passed down through generations. One I remember so well that my grandparents and my parents used to say is, when I was young, I'm sure you can finish the sentence. And as it's passed through generations, I find myself saying it now. We probably all say it as we take a look at society today. Things are changing so quickly and none more so than the place of Christian faith in our society. How society is changing. I remember school assemblies every morning. We'd sing hymns, say the Lord's Prayer, the Bible would be read. But our schools are very different today. Faith, especially it seems Christian faith, is being pushed aside. Before I started my training, I worked for a local Christian charity called SOAR. We worked alongside churches in serving their local community, especially in their local schools. On one occasion, I was helping run a prayer space in a primary school. The children could bring their parents in after school to show them what we had been doing. During this after school session, a parent came up to me holding one of the instruction cards for a reflective activity. She was not happy at all with me and made that very clear. At one point she said, how dare you talk about God here? Now, as you can imagine, that had quite an effect on me. But I mostly felt sad. Sad that that lady didn't know our God, that she didn't know how he loved her. As we look at the world around us, people struggling with so many things in life. I feel that sadness again. How can we share God with them? As we look at society, it can feel as if God is absent from the streets, the shops, the schools, the homes. And as we read the book of Esther, it can feel the same. It really is a book at odds with the rest of the Old Testament that surrounds it. God is not mentioned once. God appears totally absent in this story. Our reading today is from Esther chapter 2, but do try to read the whole book. It's only 10 chapters and it's full of suspense and drama, reversals of fortune, poetic justice and of course a happy ending. Esther was a Jewish girl living in a very different culture. King Nebuchadnezzar had brought these Jews into exile from Jerusalem into Persia when Babylon invaded a hundred years before. They were living in a very alien culture with very different morals and values to theirs. This was a society of parties and feasts and drinking. One where an outward sign of beauty, of wealth and of power was held at the highest value. Not dissimilar to society today. The whole of Esther's situation is actually quite horrifying for us to read. This young girl, taken to the king's harem, with no choice in the matter, she could do nothing but obey. There are echoes here of Mary her quiet obedience in the face of what was an enormous ask. Quite understandably, and at her uncle's advice, 
Esther hides her background and faith. She had no real choice. There are times when we are called to stand up for our faith, but there are times when we need to step back and let God work. But where is God in all this? He is interwoven throughout. We see glimmers of Esther and her uncle's faith. In chapter 4, Mordecai, her uncle, dresses in sackcloth and ashes when he hears of the plans to kill all the Jews. And Esther asks all the Jews to fast and pray as she prepares to face the king to ask for them to be saved. These point directly to God, but his presence is also permeating everywhere. There are just too many coincidences in this book. Esther being chosen as queen, Mordecai overhearing the plot to kill the king and and saving his life. The king having insomnia and reading the exact page in a history book that reminds him of what Mordecai did. And it goes on. All these coincidences. As William Temple, Archbishop of Canterbury in the 1940s said, When I pray, coincidences happen. When I don't, they don't. God was at work. In fact, the story of Esther is probably one of the most realistic biblical accounts of God's presence because of his seeming absence. Esther's story shows us how God works through history unseen. In the rest of the Old Testament, God is seen and heard in visions, in dreams, in voices from the clouds, through angels and through prophets. But here, there are none. There is no mention of God at all. But could that be the point? Do we sometimes get so wrapped up in looking for the miraculous that we miss God in the small things of every day? The ordinary things. The silent things. God sees. Remember Hagar, as Margaret told us a few weeks ago, our loving God knows He sees, he cares, he is indeed God who sees me. Did Esther sense that as she stepped in front of the king to plead for her people? Do we sense that as we look around at a seemingly godless world? I love the verse in Esther when Mordecai says to her, Who knows if you were made queen? for just a time as this. Surely a statement of faith, faith that God was working through this despite everything. It reminds me of the saying, if not now, when? If not us, who? Why has God placed you where you are? Sue recalled in her, la- her sermon last week a group of women who just started praying for the Shelthorpe estate that they lived on and how God worked through them. A new church was planted, the Good Shepherd. The Book of Esther is an example of God's guidance and care over our lives. Although we may question certain circumstances in our lives, Although we may look at the world around us and feel like God is absent, 
we must have faith that God is in control, working through both the good and more difficult times. God is present. Psalm 24 tells us, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. God is not just in our churches and working in the lives of Christians. He doesn't divide it up like that. He can use anyone and any situation. He used Esther in a seemingly godless place to save his people. As we take a look at the society we live in, seemingly moving further and further away from God, look for him in the unexpected places. Can I give you an example of such an unexpected place? Please bear with me on this. A few years ago, I was making breakfast and the BBC breakfast show was on the TV in the background. Now, you don't hear God discuss often on the BBC breakfast sofa, but on this occasion, I realised someone was talking about how they did all they did for God's glory. This unsurprisingly got my attention. A young man was talking about how his faith inspired his music. I asked my girls who he was. They told me he was a grime artist. It's a style of rapping, the musical type, not the birthday present type. So I googled him. He's a very tall young man. He looks like he'd be useful on a basketball team. He had his trousers far too low. You know the style, makes you want to pull them up. But his latest song, that was number one, was called Blinded by His Grace. I'm not a fan of rapping, but this was beautiful. This, I recognised, was amazing. This young man, Stormzy, headlined at Glastonbury, and he prayed for the entire audience from the main stage. If that isn't finding God in an unexpected place, then I don't know what is. Maybe on a more familiar note, as I've been reading Esther, our own queen has come to mind. Whether you are a royalist or not, I'm sure all can see she is the most dedicated and incredible lady. In her role, she is the defender of the faith and she has done so gently through her reign. Elizabeth asked the nation to pray for her as she turned 21 and then again as she approached her coronation as Esther asked the Jews to pray for her. It is in her broadcast to the nation on Christmas Day that we probably hear the Queen's truest voice in a speech not scripted by government. And in the last few years, we have heard her become more vocal about her faith. In the year 2000, she devoted her speech to an account of Christ's life and teaching, which she said, provided a framework in which I try to lead my life. She has spoken of her faith being her anchor in life, and in her most recent broadcast to the nation, just a few months ago during this pandemic, she suggested we try to take lockdown as an opportunity to slow down, pause and reflect in prayer and meditation. In a nation where it sometimes feels like the church is being pushed into the wings, she speaks out in faith. 
but God is not in the wings. We may not always sense his presence. He may at times feel like just a whisper in the trees, but he is in everything. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. In the book of Esther, it is God's hiddenness that makes this story so hopeful. That whatever darkness you may find at times, yourself at times in, God hasn't forgotten. God sees and hears. Esther shows us that God is present and can work in the most unexpected places, the most unexpected circumstances. We may see injustice, racial hatred and violence all around us. But as Psalm 37, 137 says, we are learning to sing in a strange land. And maybe, just maybe, you are here now for just a time as this. Amen.